welcome to the Get Ready with Tony Stewart podcast. Today, I'm pleased to be having Daniel Lee join me. Good morning, Daniel. Morning, Tony. So today, we'll be discussing the Get Ready August financial to-do item, uh, reviewing your investment policy statement. Uh, Let me tell you a little bit about Daniel before we get started. Daniel Lee is both a CFA, Chartered Financial Analyst, and Chartered Financial Planner, one of very few people to have both designations. Uh, Daniel is a fiduciary financial planner dedicated to helping busy people make intelligent financial decisions. He is the head of PlanCore's San Francisco office. Uh, PlanCore is a full-service wealth management company, and Daniel also consults for BrightPlan, the first digital financial wellness solution certified for fiduciary excellence. Uh, On top of that, Daniel is an award-winning personal finance instructor at UC Berkeley Extension and is a member of the CFA Society of San Francisco and the National Association of Personal Financial Advisors. So Daniel, um, can you tell us a little bit about what you do? Uh, yeah, thank you for that introduction. I think you gave a pretty good outline right there. <laughs> uh, I, I, as you can see, I wear a few hats. I, I te- I'm a personal finance instructor at UC Berkeley Extension. Um, I'm a, currently a financial planner, financial advisor with PlanCorp. So I work with individual clients, helping to manage their financial plan and, and investments. And then um, consult for Bright Plan, which is essentially doing what I do for my individual clients, uh, but they're using technology to really be able to scale that and to provide great financial advice to uh, not just a handful, but to hopefully tens and thousands of, of employees, or hundreds of thousands of employees. Well, that's really exciting. And, and the technology I've seen from Bright Plan is. Um, really next level. And I, I think you hit on a good point is, and part of why uh, I've picked this topic is that most people don't have access to financial uh, planning advice for a multitude of reasons. So I'm really glad you're getting out and doing this work and teaching and everything, because um, that's what we need. Um, so let's get into the questions. Um, first question is, what are the main benefits of having an investment plan or financial plan? Um, so I would say the, the main benefit is that what, a, what an investment plan does is it organizes your investments um, so that it's part of a overall cohesive strategy um, that can help you achieve your goals and objectives. I'm a, I'm a big fan of architecture and high rises in general. And so I, I feel like an investment policy statement or investment plan, when you build a high rise, you want to make sure you have all the, I guess, the the, the dimensions in place. You don't just start building one floor by one floor, hoping you get a good building at the end. And I think that kind of translates to what an investment policy statement does, because most, or not just most, a lot of uh, new investors, especially just start buying stocks and, and ETFs and mutual funds here and there without really thinking about how that fits into their um, strategy, how that fits into their goals and objectives. Yeah, well, I think that's an excellent summary. And that's, you know, that's what I think as well is that, you know, it's having a coherent organization of your goals and, you know, just your investments. Um, You hear about Robinhood and, (laughs) you know, all the people trading willy nilly. So, 
it's definitely a necessary thing. Um, so when you take a look at it, what are the components of an investment strategy? Um, so each investment strategy, I think, looks a little different, but they have uh, some, some core kind of components to it. One of them is that it should outline your goals. Uh, it might be one goal in particular, such as retirement. It might be several goals. It might be, you know, whatever. Um, but the, the, to have a, a goal is probably the most important part of the investment <laughs> uh, policy statement. Uh, you wouldn't believe how many people don't have a goal set. Um, and then that typically leads to the next component, which is your target asset allocation um, and your kind of risk tolerance and the amount of risk that you can take. Uh, and so an example of an asset allocation might be in the broadest sense, a percentage to stocks and a percentage to bonds. It might look like 50% to each, or you might have a little bit more in stocks, a little bit more in bonds. Uh, and you can dig a little bit deeper there into real estate or alternatives, but I would, you know, initially I would keep it high level to just stocks and bonds. Um, and then it should also outline your investment strategy. So are you going to be in index funds? Are you going to do it yourself? Are you going to use a robo-advisor? If you hire a professional, they absolutely should give you an investment policy statement. And that, uh, if you're in an IPS in, in that sense, they should also outline what your responsibilities are, what the advisor's responsibilities are. Um, and they should, they should align. Uh, in, uh, yeah, they should align. Uh, and then the last two that I would say is it should have an investment selection criteria. So if you're going to be using index funds, or if you're going to be using whatever funds, how are you going to select those funds to be able to, to kind of build out your portfolio? Um, it, might, it might say that you're going to be in a diversified portfolio, or it might say that your maximum expense ratio should be something. Uh, maybe you want dividend paying stocks, or you want something that's liquid, or something that can easily be converted. Uh, and last but not least, you should specify the monitoring parameters. So do you want to be looking at this monthly, quarterly, annually, but it should have some type of a cadence um, so that you're not, you're not kind of, I guess you're dictating when you review your portfolio, not CNBC. Definitely. Well, and I think, you know, the key word that is coming through is the word planning. Um, you know, when you talked about the high rise and the architects and the financial plan is uh, the thread that I'm getting is that it's all about planning. I mean, it's even in the name financial planner um, you know, <laughs> that you have a plan, you execute the plan. Uh, you know, so that, that's great. Um, so how often do you recommend that people review their investments? Um, that's a tough question just because uh, I guess there's no right answer into how mm -hmm. often you want to review your investments. Uh, we at, PlanCorp uh, like to look at our clients' portfolios at least once a month. Um, okay. There might be certain uh, situations where you need to look at it more often, but we typically tell you don't want to be checking your, your investments on a daily level because it's, it's probably, you know, money is very emotional. And the more you look at it, the more you tinker with it, the, the less likely that you'll achieve your goals. 
Um, but at the same time, you don't want to kind of set it and, and totally forget it because there might be some adjustments that you need to make. Uh, and so if, if I had the, the choice between to say, look at it daily and don't look at it for 10 years, I'd probably go with don't look at it for 10 years. Mm -hmm. um, but you, you, there should be a, you can probably find a, a good middle ground there. Definitely. Well, and I, I think the key takeaway is that day-to-day -day monitoring of your investments, it's just, you know, it's like watching a roller coaster if you watch the market. Um, you right. know, reminded, I, I don't know if you, you may recall if it was Benjamin Graham or Burt McHale, one of them, you know, about the market moves like a drunken sailor, uh, <laughs> you know, stumbling around, you know, trying to guess that next step that they're going to take. Have you heard that? Uh, you know, I've heard something similar where they said uh, the markets are like, uh, you know, when you're walking a dog, the markets are like a dog where it's kind of running zigzagging back and forth. And uh, the human walk dog walker is the financial plan where they're going to a specific destination. Um, and I think it's, it's similar. Not the same, but similar. Definitely. Well, they probably had to update it because it's probably not uh, you know, uh, as uh, acceptable as it was when I went to college. So I'm dating myself a little bit here. <laughs> um, there, was a, there was a study, I believe it was Fidelity that did a study, uh, and they looked at the accounts that had done relatively well um, and, and to, to try to look at you know, what those uh, account owners did to perform better than the rest. And I believe that what they found was that a lot of the account owners had actually forgotten that they had the account or that they were actually dead. And so oh, I realized that the less you tinker with your accounts, uh, the better you do. Well, I'm assuming that's not a, um, an endorsement for dead financial planners. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, I, I think the key takeaway, all kidding aside, is that, you know, you want to monitor it, but you know, you don't want to dwell on it every day. And I, I think that's such an important point. Um, so what are some of the issues that people should look for when reviewing their investment portfolio? Um, I would say the number one driver of kind of what they should look for is if that investment plan still aligns with their goals and objectives and their situation. Uh, part of what makes financial planning fun, but also challenging is that your life is changing year to year. Uh, and I, I tend to work with a lot of kind of Gen X and, and millennial clients who, um, who are getting married, having kids. There's just so many changes, especially I think at that, that life stage that uh, you just, you just want to make sure that everything is still aligned. Um, yeah. And so that might lead to changes in your, stock bond allocation, your asset allocation. It might lead you to change in time horizon. Um, it might change in your risk profile where you are more willing to take risk as a single person and then you get married and have kids and maybe you want to bow that risk down a little bit. Uh, and so there's, there's lots of changes um, that could happen in your life that might lead you to, and those are the things that you want to take a look at when you're reviewing your investment plan. Definitely. And that gets back to the importance of reviewing uh, your investment plan is that it's all dynamic. Uh, life changes. Um, 
outside, there's outside impact. So it's really important to remember that, you know, planning is not a, a one-time event, that planning is an ongoing thing. So that's, that's a great point. Um, so I know one of the things you talk about is uh, socially and environmentally responsible investing, and that's become a much more big part of the general investment conversation. So how can people incorporate socially and environmentally responsible investing into their strategy? Great question. I, so I, I, a lot of my clients, especially out in California that are younger, uh, tend to want some sort of uh, the socially environmental responsible kind of strategy incorporated into their plan. Uh, it, the only recommendation I'll give there is, well, one, I think it's a great thing if you can align your values with your portfolio. Um, the only risk there is that you have the risk of making your portfolio overly complex. So that's what you want to avoid. And so if you want to incorporate it's called ESG, environmental and social, environmental, social and governance investing, ESG. Uh, you want to have your investment objectives, kind of your investment plan, lead your portfolio um, and then incorporate ESG into, uh, in there so that it fits with your overall goals and objectives. Uh, what I fear clients doing is they, they lead with their ESG hat and so they, they start to kind of move away from what they actually wanted to do with their investments uh, and start going down this path that might not help them achieve their goals. And so one example there would be, you know, your original intent was to have a very broadly diversified portfolio that's very liquid, again, meaning you can, you can sell it and convert to cash quickly uh, with low expense. And then they start going down this road of ESG and all of a sudden it's very concentrated in 10 stocks, it's very expensive um, and it's not readily available to be converted to cash. It's illiquid. Um, if you start kind of converting your portfolio that way, then, then you want to, I guess it's okay. Just rethink, like understand that uh, your portfolio characteristic is changing quite a bit. So you just want to be mindful of that. Well, definitely. And, and I think that gets back to, you know, what we were talking about earlier is having that plan, uh, your architectural outline of where you want to go. And that keeps you from getting into that situation if you're doing that document at the very beginning and coming up with your general investment philosophy and strategy uh, instead of leading with a particular emphasis or goal that may not fit in with a general plan. So I, I think that's a wonderful point. Absolutely. Um, definitely. Um, so Daniel, what's your number one tip on being financially prepared? Um, I, I think you just said it beautifully, Tony, have a plan, <laughs> have goals, <laughs> have a plan, uh, but don't just have goals and a plan, uh, have a system that works for you. Uh, that might be that might be creating an investment plan to begin with and following that investment plan. It might be automating your investment somehow through a robo advisor. That might require you to hire an advisor. Um, it, I think any of those options work as long as you have a plan and you have a system that works. 
definitely. Um, you know, I'm just recalling, I think this may be uh, going back a few years, but wasn't there a website at one point by CFP that was like make a plan or something like that? I think it was, yeah. CFP, there, it might have been one of their taglines. It was like make a plan. Um, PlanCorp has a uh, startmyplan.com. <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe that's where I've seen it. Yeah, but, I remember but I something. CFP had something like that too. Definitely. So where can people learn more about you and, and what you're doing? Uh, the best place to find me is at my personal website at hellogoodplace.com. Uh, you can find more about what I'm working on, some of the links to my blog articles and published pieces. Uh, and hopefully I'm trying to start a newsletter so you can sign up for my newsletter there as well. Fantastic. Well, great. Well, Daniel, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been an amazing conversation. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on, Tony. Definitely. And thank you for everybody uh, for listening and watching uh, the Get Ready podcast. Um, please remember to subscribe. Until next time. <music>